Hashem, last week we, uh, we finished the Sefer, official Sefer of Chavis HaTalmidim, especially with the end part of Tzivim Horus. I think we spent about uh, two, two and a half years in it, maybe a little bit longer. We spent the Sefer, and really I was Mesopic. I told, uh, I told the Yitzhak, I was Mesopic what to do after, because at the end of the Sefer of Chavis HaTalmidim, something called Shleishim Amarim, and really it's a Hemshech to the Sefer of Chavis HaTalmidim, where the Rabbi gives three Amarim, but a little bit more, a little more deeper, a little bit more uh, teeth than the regular Sefer. The Sefer itself is, is more of a Musr Sefer. It's written more to the Talmidim, the ones that, you know, the younger Talmidim. And this is already, he writes over here, Talmidim G'daylam Ulav Reichem. So it's already after you finish. And the Rebbe was very makbed on the order of the way the, way the Sefer were learned. There's the Sefer Chavis HaTalmidim, then there's Shleish Mamorim that come at the end of Chavis HaTalmidim, which is a Hemshech to Chavis HaTalmidim. And then after that is Akshar Savreichem, which is the next Sefer he writes over there in the Akdama. That a person shouldn't learn Akshar Savreichem unless you learn Chavis HaTalmidim and he has it and you know it well. So there's a certain Hemshech that he wanted. So I felt that it's Kedai, even if it's maybe something that's, uh, we'll see, it's, it's something that's a little bit more tifa than the regular Sefer Chavis HaTalmidim, but I think it's Kedai to, to go through these Shleish Mamorim. They're very, very Gishmach, very tief, but very, uh, very fundamental in terms of Yisoidus, in terms of Chesidus, in terms of Avoida, in terms of Kabbalah. He talks about Tefillah, he talks about Shira, about music, he talks about Shabbos. He has a third mimer, which is a beautiful, beautiful mimer about Shabbos. Gives real hasagas into what Shabbos is, a much more of a Pneumius takeaway. The first mimer, which we'll learn today, a part of it is, is a mimer which talks about how to learn Sifra Chasidus, but it's not specifically, he's not giving you a guidelines how to learn Sifra Chasidus in general, how to be able to give yourself larger hasagas and greater hashkafas in order to be able to grow. And they're very, very fundamental, very gishmak. I, I remember hearing years ago, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if I ever verified this, but I heard years ago that one of the, one of the Litzvah Yeshivas printed the Sefer Chavis HaTalmidim and they took out the Shleishim Amarim in the back. Because the Sefer Chavis HaTalmidim is a Muslim Sefer. And that, it's, it's a Muslim Sefer, like Rabbi Yitzhak was saying, that it's, you know what I mean? It's something that's Shavu L'Chal Nafesh, everybody, Litzvah Chassidish, you know, can agree with. And when I was in Philly, I think it was on, it was the only, the only like current Sefer that I think was on the shelf in, in the, on the Muslim Forum. It was Mrs. Sharm, Shari Chuva, you know, Shari Chuva, or Sadiqim, and I think this was the only Sefer that made it onto the shelf that was somewhat of a, somewhat of a Heintiga Sefer. If I remember correctly, again, I, don't quote me on this. If I remember correctly, I think Rebellia gave us a scum that I'm sure learn, and that's good safer. I'm sure learn it. But I think that I was at one time tried to print the safer Chavis HaTalmidim without the Shleish Mamarim in the back. Shleish Mamarim, more Tif Chesidos, the more, it's a little bit more Tif. And they said, okay, the safer Chavis HaTalmidim is good. It's Musr, it's nice, it's beautiful. But those things they left out, it was like a big, uh, big machal that took place from Antalmidim at 8 o'clock. I don't know exactly who he does, not at 8 o'clock, his nephews or great nephews. But I was reminded that this is the way the Rebbe printed the Sefer, and the Dafka wanted it to be this way. And the Dafka is meant to be learned this way. The first one, Chavis Antalmidim, then he learned Sivim Bazharis, which is what we learned the past few weeks, which is a hem- which is a Sikum of everything that he spoke on Chavis Antalmidim. And then he go right there to learn the Shleishim Amarim, and even if they're a little bit beyond us, but the whole point is he's trying to bring us, bring us to that place of being able to understand what the Kaychas of a Yid is, what we're capable of doing, what Avoid is supposed to look like. So We'll go through these three Mamarim and we'll see in Mitzvah what we're capable of getting out of. So, he just has a small Hagdama to the Shlesh Mamarim, Mamash one page, with just a few basic you know, things that he wants you to be careful about. And again, it's, it's a fascinating thing the way the Rebbe set up a Svarim. Each one of the Svarim, like we said, there, there was a Hemshech. The Rebbe has a Sefer called Bnei Machshava Teva. It's a very, very thin Sefer. It's about about 50 pages long. It was meant, he, he wrote it for his Talmidim, for his Chassidim, after they learned Chavis HaTalmidim, after they learned Achshar Savreichim, they wanted to have a Chabur of Oiv Hashem getting together to serve the Rabbani Shalom. And he wrote them a small little sefer called Bnei Machshav Taiva. and there's like rules in the front of it, exactly how, how often the Chabura has to meet, the Chabura has to meet at least once a week, and they have to have certain Kabbalists that they have to take on themselves. And we got very, very, you know, he was a real, he was a real educator. He gave very, very specific you know, examples and direction, exactly how to learn this farm, what to do with this farm, how to be involved in Derech And that's really what he does through these three Mamarim. Gives us a basic rundown. And now that we went through the whole Sefer, Chavis HaTalmidim, and now that we're trying to be greater, Oiv Hashem, we didn't just learn through the Sefer, but we worked through the Sefer, and we were even in ourselves throughout the Sefer. So now we're ready to take on to the next step and ready to go to the next Shlav. So he begins with, you know, a, a, a few short, uh, a few short Hagdamas and a few short Akudas before he gets into the actual Mamarim. He says, Shleishim Mamarim, 
Atomidim Gedolim Ulavrechem, Amadabram Be'inin Chasidus, Uma'ah Be'inyanei Kabbalah, a little bit about Kabbalah, we'll talk about a little bit in the Maimarishan, some things that are in the Kabbalah, and Chutzim La'avaydes HaChasidus, those things in the Kabbalah which are necessary for Avaydes HaChasidus. He says, number one, Ahoyi Gabahem Yedayik V'gam Yisker Kol Inyan V'inyan. Somebody who's spending time learning them should be medayik in them, and you should remember every inyan. It's one big hemshech. I'll go from the Maimarishan, which is how to learn Sefer Chesidus, which is something more general. Then I'll get into the inyan of Tfila Shira, Torah Tfila, and Shira La Hashem, and more of a pnimius way. And then I'll get into the Ksasman Yonah Shabbos Kodesh. Each one of them is a hemshech from the ones that are before. I'm sorry, the Imla Yiskra Eza Dover Mehem, Yikshale Lahavan Allah. If you don't remember that which took place last week, we're learning once a week. If you don't remember that which took place in the previous page, it's going to be hard to continue. It's a Hamshech. It's one big building that's taking place from the Haschala of Maimarishan all the way through the third Maimar. That's number one. Second thing is Nachan Lachsra, I'll call Maimar. It's Kedai, and this is based on the first thing that he said. The Chazar over, after you finish a Maimer, after you finish a piece, after you finish something, the Chazar over, to remember that, again, you're able to build on what you know already, and you're able to be Mamshech with the next Maimer, with the next piece, and with the next Nakuda that he's bringing, to be Chazar and to, 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 to make a Chazara on that which you've already learned. Aval, he says, Yesh davar prati. af achar There's something that you don't understand, and some, some of these things are beyond our sagas and beyond that which is capable of understanding. And you do it, and you do it over two, three times. And even after you put a little bit of work into it, or a lot of work into it, you're not capable of understanding. Don't stop learning the Sefer, or learning this Mimer, because of this. Go after a person goes through a few more pages, you'll then be able to go back and understand things that you may not have understood before. And it's, a, it's again, it's, it's something which is Kadai, not just when learning through these Shleish Mamarim, it's a Kadai, a Klal to know. In general, when a person is learning Svarim, especially when a person is learning something which is new and something which is difficult and something which is something that, that it's not the regular Mahalach that a person is learning. A person is learning, you know, Bavli, and then a person goes to your Shalmi. A person is learning Gemara, uh, and then he moves to Halacha. So a lot of times a person starts learning a new, a new Maktsaya in Taira. And at the beginning, it's very difficult. And a person, you know, tries a few times, and you go through it two, three times. And he's never said, it's not for me. I'm not, Halacha's not for me. Gemara's not for me. Ian's not for me. Bikiyas is not for me. Uh, Yushalmi's not for me. Sefer is not for me. Whatever it is, a person says, it's not for me, because I don't really understand it. And the Pitesh is telling us a very big klal. Go weiter. You know, make, make a little mark. Check off the fact that you don't understand something. Go weiter. And when you get used to this, this mahalach and learning, so then you'll be able to go back. You'll be able to, through another chazara, you'll be able to understand that which, was, uh, which you couldn't understand before because now you became more accustomed to this type of learning. And it's, it's something that Rav Nachman himself told his, told his Talmud of Nassim that it's, it's very important when, it, when he learns through this farm. In general, Rav Nachman is more into learning Bikiyas than Ian. But in general, when a person learns this farm so often, a person starts learning a new Sefer and gets to a few pages, and the first two, three pages are Gishmak. The fourth page, it comes to somebody he doesn't understand, and he tries, and he finds an art school, still doesn't understand. He asks somebody he doesn't understand, so he says, you know what? Close the Sefer, never gets back to it. It's a Chaval, because the person loses out on the whole Sefer because he didn't understand one part of the thing. Nachman told him Nassim, he said, make a little mark on the side of the page, mark off the fact that he didn't understand, and go through the whole Sefer. And when you come, go through the whole Sefer and come back to the Sefer the second time around, third time around, you'll see that slowly you'll be able to erase another mark, another mark, another mark, slowly you'll be able to understand, as opposed to stopping and getting stuck on that little piece that you don't understand, and then you never go weiter, go weiter, move, move on, and through learning through the whole Sefer, this whole Maktsai, you'll then be able to go back and understand that which was, wasn't understandable to you before. And he says the same thing over here. There's going to be things that are maybe a little bit beyond our saga, beyond that, beyond the language that we're normally used to speaking. But I'll and don't get caught up in it. No, it's like, I don't understand. This is beyond me. This is chesidus, kabbalah. This is too tief. It's something I don't understand. Make a mark and go weiter. And through going weiter and through learning weiter in this, in this forum, it's easy then a person will be able to go back 
and be able to understand. I was just talking to somebody recently. He said he wants to learn, start learning Sefer Chasidus. He says it's very hard. You know, he opens up a Kedusha Slavia and he's talking about things like, he said every once in a while I had a piece that like, understand what he's talking about. A lot of people, I have no clue what he's talking about. He's saying things about Alamas and Yitzira and Bria. I don't know what he's talking about, Bakla. So I said, nobody knows what he's talking about the first time you learn through it. Learn through it and you get used to it and read something even if you don't understand it. And get as much as you're capable of understanding it. Do it again and again and again. And eventually, slowly, stuff starts clicking because you saw the same word in five different Svarim and ten different Svarim and things start clicking and you learn, you learn the same word and the same. Hasaga, the same musig and a bunch of swarm and a bunch of different different amarim. Slowly things start clicking. A person has to do like this in general when it comes to learning. A person learning a, a, a new masechta, anything that a person is doing, a new maktsaya, go fight it. Don't get stuck in the fact that you don't understand one piece and allow it to uh, allow, allow it to clo- uh, to cause you to close the safer and to give up on that maktsaya on that on that sugya. Go weiter, and eventually through finishing the whole zach, you'll then be able to go back and understand it. And that's what he says about the shleishim amarim. The third thing he says. It's also gedai not to read a lot papamachas. Rak maat maat kol echid kefiyecholte. Read a little bit as much as a person has the echelus to do. It's a mishabura. I just learned to mishabura mamish this morning. Mishabura says that echad amar echad echad amar ve echad amar v'vachi chavon libel shemayim. Right, so at the beginning of of chelak aleph. Right, the beginning of chelak aleph. So mishabura writes over there that the, when mechaber is talking about, he's talking about tachnunim. He's talking about when a person's davening. Mishabura writes it's the same thing when it comes to Torah that we think that the goal of Torah is to finish as many pages as possible. Mishabura writes that the same thing when it comes to Torah the goal is not to get through a lot. The goal is to make sure that a as long as a person understands what he's doing, that's the ikr. The ikr is not to cover ground. The ikr is to make sure that a person understands and he says the same thing over here. The goal is not to finish the safer. The goal is not to finish everything. The goal is that slowly, 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 a person is able to get that which he's capable of doing. Right? The, the, the Baal Tanya writes in his like and the Sharbla Tatanya. He writes that the, the goal of Sefer Tanya is Derech Arucha Shikitzara. That the Sefer Tanya is not meant to be Derech Kitzar Shiarucha, it's Derech Arucha Shikitzar. It's based on a Chazal. Chazal discussed a person that was walking, uh, was walking and he came to a, and came to a, a fork in the road. And he wasn't sure which road, which road to travel down. And one of them, one of them said, "This is an easy road. It's a very simple road. It looked clear. The path looked clear. It didn't look like there were any obstacles in the path." So he said, "Okay, that that's the easy path to take. That's that's the path which will get me right away to the ear to the city that I need to get to." And he goes down that path, and, and you know, 20, 30, 40 feet in, he sees that it's much worse, and the path is terrible, and there's fallen branches all over. He's not capable of getting to the ear. He goes down the other path, and the other path is the opposite. At the beginning, it looks like it's it's the path is much much longer. It's clear, but it's a much longer roundabout path. But ultimately, it's it's a long path that's ultimately going to get the guy to the city much quicker than going on the path which is shorter in terms of distance but in terms of obstacles has a lot more. Maltani wrote that he's writing the Sefer. The Sefer is meant to be a derech arucha shikitzara. That it's a way where you, the goal is not to finish the Sefer. The goal is not to get through the whole thing. The goal is not to say, okay, I made a shlom, I made a seam in the thing. The goal is, it's a derech arucha. It looks very long. It looks like it's going to take you weeks and weeks and weeks and months and years. But the goal is that it's derech arucha. But ultimately, when you look back after five, ten years, it's shikitzara. It got you much, much closer to the goal of that ear that you're trying to get to than the derech which is kitzara but ultimately it's arucha because I'm doing a lot and it looks like I'm covering a lot of ground but it's arucha because ultimately it's not getting me to that ear that I need to get to because I just get caught up in obstacles I'm not toifus anything and he says the same thing over here the goal is not to learn a lot the goal is to make sure that a person is able to do kefiyah chaltai that a person is capable of understanding as much as we're capable of doing that's the third nakuda that he says and again all these nakudas are general nakudas
Yehudas, which are Shaykh Talim and the Torah in general, but he's talking about the Shleishim Amam. The fourth thing he says, and the last thing he says, Divir Yaserish Shabbaham. When you read Divir Yaserish, and he has very, very, we spoke at the end of last, at the end, uh, last week, at the end of Sefer Tzivan Saris, that the Rebbe was very into using the Kaychem Adama, the Kaychem imagination, in a way of Avaydis Hashem. Shavrechem, we discussed it at the beginning, we'll discuss it a little bit over here, using the power of imagination. We spoke last week about Machshava Zaris, that a person can use the power of imagination to be able to power through and to push through when a person has Babulam and Tefillah. But the Rebbe speaks out, and the Rebbe had a very, very poetic way of writing. He writes beautiful. And he writes like, he gives examples of, of his uh, moments of his iris that a person has. He talks about Pesach night, what Lela Seba looks like, what Kiddus Simchas Torah, Shabbos. He talks about Shal Shuddis, what a person should be feeling by Shal Shuddis. He says, when you read those words, in the Christ, okay, this is what, you know, the piece has is writing in his Sefer, you know, he felt in Kiddus Simchas Torah. He says, I'm trying to give you over a, a, a feeling. I'm trying to give you over a hergish that, that a person is supposed to have during a Shal Shuddis, that a person is supposed to have during a during the Akafas of Simchas during a Shabbos, Friday night by Friday night by Kayach I'm trying to give you over the Hergish. So don't read it as, okay, these are words, and then you're trying to get through certain words and try to understand what he's saying. Try to be able to be Margish, that Hergish that he's trying to give over, to try to feel the Hergish, and that's the, goal, that's the goal of what he's trying to do. I remember Rabbi Berkowitz, I was learning in Kaila, Rabbi Berkowitz gave, gave Shiram on Tefillah. So he's giving Shiram on going through Shemana Esrei. I remember one day he got very frustrated because he was, he was going through a certain brach in Shemana Esrei. And I was like hacking him up. I was asking questions that it doesn't stim with the Lushen and, and that's not what this word means. And we find other places in, in, in Nach that the word means something else. And he said, I, he said, I'm trying to give you a hergish that you're supposed to have in Davening. I'm not here to tell you Pirush Abilis. I'm not here to tell you what the word Makabates and what Nitche means and what Amba Yisrael I'm here to give you what is the hergish that you're supposed to have when he's saying the Brach of Takaba Shefer. What's the general hergish that you're supposed to feel? And I don't want to see him Davening Shemana Esrei. Davening is a real Baal hergish. He said, it's not pure shemilas. Davening is not that I have to figure out what every word means in pure shemilas That's maybe the first step is to know what you're saying. But but the goal is that there's a general hergish that you're supposed to be feeling. So he said, I, I don't know how to, I'm trying to give you shiurim on the hergish that you're supposed to have. And, and the Elm's getting caught up like the Pesach is saying. And the words that I'm saying is supposed to feeling the hergish. And he says the same thing when you learn his sefer. And in general, learn others from as well. The goal is, Feel the hergish that the Baal, the Baal Machaber is trying to give over. The Baal Machaber is putting himself into the Sefer to try to give over a hergish, and he's writing down to the best of his capability the hergish that a person is supposed to have during a kafas in Simchasari, during a Friday night davening, during, during a Shal Shadis. But, but don't just read the words. Try to put yourself in the, in the frame, in the, in the mindset, in that frame of mind that he's discussing. Try to imagine yourself there and to try to feel that hergish that pull up, or pull up in yourself. That hergish that a person is able to feel, and mamelo, then a person then, then it will actually have an effect on a person, and a person will be able to use it, utilize it properly. So those are the four hagdamas that he gives to the shleish of Amram. So I'll read maybe one or two paragraphs just to begin the shleish of Amram today, and then emirts the will stop. So my marishan is called Eich Lahagas Besifra Chasidis, how a person should be involved in learning Sifra Chasidis. And he says like this, and again, the first, first paragraph or two is not before he gets into the Indian, so it's just as we'll see it as, again, more of Akdama to that which he'll discuss in the first Mimer. He says like this, Now that you've gotten up till here, you read through the whole Sefer, up to page Kuflam and Hay already, you read through 130 pages of the Sefer, 135 pages, you read through the Sefer. He says, I've seen that there's a Tzerich and a Hechrich. I need to be able to push you a little weiter to give you another Psiya, another, another capability to be able to go to Milo B'Kodesh. The Barnu Imcha Kvar, Ready spoke with you in this sefer. He said, I spoke at a length in the sefer that a person needs to be involved in always broadening his ashkafas and broadening his asagas 
and the goals that he's trying to get to and to be working on constantly being a Ben Aliyah. It's impossible for a person to be a Ben Aliyah constantly if a person is not constantly broadening his Ashkafas. It doesn't mean Ashkafa the way you know, we would call Ashkafa, that a person has to work through different Ashkafas, knowledge of Ashkafa. It means that a person's Shi'ifas, a person's, a person's Mahasagas, that which a person's capable of understanding and being Masig and that, that, the, the, the goals that a person has. It's impossible to be a Ben Aliyah if my goals are not constantly getting better, if my Ashkafas, Shi'ifas, are not constantly getting better. I can't, I can't have a shkafa which is getting better if I'm not constantly growing, and it's the same thing. And I can't have an aliyah constantly if I don't set my goal higher and higher constantly if there's no growth taking place in what I'm capable of doing. If I'm just constantly stuck at the same level, so yeah, I can do it again and again, but I'm not gonna be able to have that aliyah constantly. This is the reality of what it means to be a human. When I'm stuck in one madrego, one machshava, one ashkafa, one sheifa, for his man rav, it becomes boring, it becomes old, doing the same thing. So if my davening always looks like, we're talking about just pirush and I'm working on Pirush Shemilis, and that's my hasaga, that's my hashkafa in terms of davening. So eventually it gets old. Okay, I know what the words mean, and I got it, and I went through an art school, and I went through a verse, and I know what all the words mean, and I got every single word, word by word, within, within Shemana Esrei, but it, it's just Pirush Shemilis. And if I don't work my way having a greater hashkafa, a greater she'ifa, and what my davening should look like in terms of the hergish that I should have, in terms of thinking deeper kavanas when it comes to davening, if I'm not constantly pushing the, pushing the border, Further and further, and pushing the boundaries further in terms of what davening is supposed to look like. So tiskashonetz, it becomes old. I'm not gonna. Maybe the first time, the first you know few week, few months, maybe a few years that I work on pirush amilus, I'll have a hergish when I read the bracha because I never knew what that word meant, and now I understand what the word means. Now I understand what I'm actually saying. But but eventually it's gonna become old. Eventually a person is gonna lose that hergish that comes with just pirush amilus. If, if what, what goal is there, what purpose is there in knowing how great the neshama of a yid is if I'm not constantly working and trying to uncover more and more layers of what my neshama is. So I know that the, the neshama of a yid is unbelievable. And he spoke about it at the beginning of the Sefer, the Akdamat the Sefer, where he begins the Sefer, is talking about the milus of what it means to be a yid, and what it means to be a ben navi, which I'll discuss at length in the next few pages, what it means that Klai Yisrael's but the, the goal of knowing that is then to be able to utilize that knowledge of how great the yid is to say, okay, so now I constantly have to push myself weiter and weiter and weiter and, I, and, and it's an ain't safe. It's an infinite, I have infinite capabilities to be working on myself and to be revealing more and more my dragas and my neshama to be able to get to a higher place. So I have to know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a barrier ilah, but then the goal of knowing that I'm a ben navi is then to work on revealing that, that aspect of Nevoah in a, in, a, in, a uh, in a constant work. We'll just see one, one more paragraph, which is also Agdama, and then next week we'll talk about the concept of what it means to be a Ben Navi. He says, He said, if you read through the Sefer and learned through the Sefer, and were over through the Sefer, he says, I imagine that you grew wings to be able to fly. He grew wings to be able to go get closer and closer to the Rabbanisham. You read the way the Pietzess is talking to every Yid and Klal Yisrael about what he's capable of receiving. So a Yid grows, you know, Godfrey, he grows wings to be able to get him to a place which is higher. He has Ritzayinus, Machshavas. Yid says, I want to grow. I want to become something bigger than I am. 
He says, I don't show you how to fly. So you're going to be a bird who has these beautiful wings, who has such ritzainus, to be able to fly up to the Rabbanish to get higher and higher in terms of Vais Hashem. But if I don't teach you what the Mahalach is, how to use the wings properly, so one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to say, okay, so I want to do it. I have big ritzainus, big machshavas. He's telling me about what the Mahalach Yid is, what it means to be a Ben Navi, but. I, I don't know how to utilize it properly. So eventually the wings that are not used by the bird eventually become you know, totally, totally uh, you know, not, not, not useful anymore to the bird. And the bird just walks around because he doesn't know what the wings are capable of doing. And he doesn't know how to use the wings. And he eventually just you know, uses his life as just walking around as opposed to flying, as opposed to utilizing what his neshama is meant to be for. That's one, one, one option. Or, the other option, which is maybe, I don't know, worse, the other option is that a person then says, okay, I have these big wings, I want to fly. But a person's flying, you know, flying in the totally wrong direction. A person's flying and a person has big sheifas and big returns and big machshavas, but he doesn't know what the path and avayda Hashem is in a proper way. And those returns and machshavas, instead of getting him to the proper place, are on the contrary, schlepping him down, schlepping him to places which are, which are not the proper thing. Durachem akumim, it's schlepping him in a path that's crooked. Ki ish Yisrael. He says the metzias of a yid is that his nefesh will be misayur to have machshavas ilois to have higher machshavas and a chuka to be mistakal gamechutz l'mesach haguf to be able to look outside of the boundary which my guf puts my neshama into. The neshama of a yid is constantly searching, constantly yearning to get out of the guf, to get above the guf, to get beyond the olam that we're in, and to be able to have something which is beyond this world. And if I don't teach you, the piyutzes says how to fly beyond the guf how to fly beyond this world. So either you're just going to be stuck in this world and say, okay, I'm stuck as a goof, and that you define yourself as a goof. Or on the contrary, you try to fly, but you don't know how to fly properly. And eventually a person just ends up getting injured from the flying, which is, which is not a healthy way, which is not proper. And therefore he says, what I'm going to focus on in the first mimer is teaching a person how to be able to know, obviously, and believe that a person has the capability for, for tremendous aliyah. And when a person has those machshavas and ritzainis, and that, that shuka, to be able to rise above to their banisham, to be able to fly in the proper path, to be able to use the wings in a way which should get a person close to the banisham. So we'll continue next week where he goes a little bit on this concept of nein and I'll talk about exactly how, uh, how a person has to be recognized what he is and what he's capable of uncovering.